0: box office wisdom series. Uh, we've been looking at this for the last uh, seven weeks, and I hope it's been enjoyable for you. It has for me as I've just looked at uh, a bunch of movies that I may have seen or may not have seen, uh, some that I would pay money to go see and some that I'm still debating whether I would rent it. Uh, but that's the fun of this. We don't exactly know uh, what the movies are going to be like, but we kind of go with what uh, the media in Hollywood is saying is going to be their message. We look at their trailers. Uh, months before the movies ever come out and then we see the movies and we're like yes we were spot on or oh there's zombies in that Uh, and so it's been kind of a fun process and we're wrapping it up today and uh, we're going to be talking like Matt mentioned about the movie uh, Wolverine and this is the only movie in this series that actually we've been speaking about it before it comes out so if I said how did you guys like Wolverine you all say I have no idea because it comes out next Thursday night so all I'm saying right now is based on our trailers, some of the history of the Wolverine character, um, and so I have talked to different Wolverine experts, and so if, if my knowledge does not line up, um, I apologize, but next Thursday I will catch that up uh, as the movie comes out. And actually, just a t- tidbit of information, the men's meetup next Saturday is actually on the movie The Wolverine, and so there you go. If you want to see it, you can't yet, you can go to that men's meetup if you're a man. Okay. Uh, Wanted to just recap where we've been the last few weeks, just in case you, this is your first time here, or in case you've missed some over the summer. And so uh, the first week of this series, which kind of feels like that was this summer, was the movie After Earth. And we talked about fear and what to do with fear and how God wants to help us with the fears that we face. Uh, The second week, we looked at Man of Steel, uh, Superman, and talked about power and, and purpose and looked at really how the Bible uh, gives us the power and purpose that we long for as we align with God and His ways. Uh, Then we looked at Monsters University, the animated uh, film, Uh, the idea of uh, competing and cooperating and how do we move from competitiveness to actually working as a team with others and the benefits that come from that. Uh, We looked at White House Down, uh, when things don't go as planned. Uh, Really, this, this picture of you may have had A dream or this future that you thought your life was going to be about and it's not happened yet and you're not sure if it's ever going to happen and what do you do with the disappointment and so we looked at how God in the midst of uh, our plans not coming to fruition he wants to help us to actually rely on him uh, in the moment Uh, week five we talked about world war z and zombies a first for randy and myself never mentioned zombies in a message and then i entered this world of zombie phenomenon and so we talked about uh, really the the nature of the zombie uh, culture and how it kind of speaks to the brokenness that we experience. And we kind of traced it back to sin and how sin has uh, created this problem that all of us have to deal with and how Christ wants to rec- uh, reconcile that problem and draw us to himself. And then last week we talked about the Lone Ranger and this idea of uh, we all have masks that we put on and sometimes that's to hide uh, ourselves from God or that's to hide from Others and how God wants us to actually be real, be open, be honest, so we can experience the relationships that that God wants for us. And so, today, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Wolverine and the idea of uh, revenge and the root of revenge. And actually, uh, the root of revenge is resentment. And we're going to be talking about how that kind of gets in us in all of us. It's an issue that we deal with the idea of resentment and injustice and this need to kind of get back what was lost. And so before we jump in, I wanted to show the trailer uh, for this again, so we could kind of be caught up on, this is hopefully gonna be the general idea of the movie. So Let's watch it together. I've been trying to find you for over a year. It's an honor to meet the Wolverine. That's not who I am anymore. For many years, I have wanted to thank you for saving my life. But I didn't send for you only to thank you, Logan. I wanted to repay you. A gift to equal the life you gave me. You have struggled long enough. I can end your eternity. Make you mortal. What they did to me, what I am, can't be undone. (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> if you want a fun experiment, go watch this and then go watch Les Mis, and it's the same actor. Just kind of see, I just thought of that, but just kind of see, like, he's a good actor. You see him in Wolverine, you're like, that's amazing, and then all of a sudden he's singing and dancing, so things I come up with in my head at times. Uh, There you go. That's a freebie, but uh, the the part of the the movie in in this character that uh, if you've seen any of the X-Men movies or you've read some of the comics, there's this... This part of like, if you want somebody in charge of like enforcement or payback, it's a guy who goes like this and metal knives come out of his hands. I mean, there's this part of where you see him coming, you're like, uh-oh, you're in trouble. If Wolverine is coming after you, you, you need to run. Okay, you need to get away. There's this part of, he is the enforcer. Uh, there's this just power and this this thing of he, he is coming to, to, to pay back. He is coming to get something that is lost. And as I was uh, doing just some research into this movie and the idea of the Wolverine character, you find that he's actually uh, a character that's had just excruciating things done to him in his life. And there's this thing of immortality and mortality and kind of this, this idea of the longer that he lives, uh, the longer that he's deal- dealt with this pain that he's experienced over the course of uh, what people have done to him and different experiences that he's had. And he's, he can never escape the pain. And you see this this power, and you see this, this man who is going to take care of business, but at the same time, uh, this excruciating past of just these experiences that nobody would ever want to bear. And so there's this, this idea of it's, it's actually he's a torn character. Like most characters in movies, uh, they're not completely one way. Uh, they are a certain way because of certain things, and just like us all, we're a mixed bag of emotions and desires and motives. And it's the same uh, with, with the Wolverine character. But there's this idea in the Wolverine and a lot in the X-Men movies and a lot of action movies, there's this idea of revenge uh, that, that appeals to us, the idea of justice, the idea of revenge. There's something about uh, those genres, at least for me personally, that I, I like to get behind. And a good movie for me a lot of times is if something's done to somebody and they get they pay it back, and somehow they get the person that got them, like, that's a good movie, right? And you leave movies sometimes where the person who did the the bad gets away without anything happening. You're kind of like, what? That can't end like that? And you wait till the credits roll because maybe there's that, like, secret ending. You know, movies are doing that now where it's like, they, they want you to stay through the whole thing, like, thanks to the location and thanks. And then finally they show the secret ending. And I'm always wondering, like, it can't end like that. Surely there's some sort of... Remedy that everyone wins, and that there's a part of it like I, I, I like that. And Hollywood, you know, you, you've seen the movies in Gladiator, Man on Fire, Kill Bill, The Count of Monte Cristo, Payback, all these movies are kind of like something wrong has happened. And we're going to spend two hours walking you through how that's going to get figured out. How the person who got messed up is going to be able to come back and, and save the day. And I was looking kind of in my own life, this idea of revenge and justice and I know for myself if something is taken or there's something that just somebody got messed up or somebody got hurt there's this part of me where like I don't I don't like that I don't like that when that happens and I kind of think well somebody's got to pay for that somebody's got to to deal with that situation and uh, I was remembering a story that just in my own life happened like a couple months ago I was at a Chick-fil-a and believe it or not like Chick-fil-a is a great company but even revenge can happen at a Chick-fil-a and my son was was in the play area, and I'm enjoying my meal with my other kids, and my youngest son, he's almost two, and he's in the play area, and I see this other kid come up to him and, like, push him, and, like, I don't know what happened. I was enjoying my meal. Before I knew it, I was standing up, and I'm, like, thinking, like, something's about to go down right now. Like, there's a little kid, and he's, like, jacking my kid, and that's not right, and my, my nuggets are getting cold, okay? And I just, you know, before I knew it, I was kind of fired up. Like, no one messes with my kid at Chick-fil-A. He can play, right? Everyone has the right to play. And, you know, I I, I took him out, like, well, I'm going to remove him from the situation. And then I was like, wait a second, he has a right to play. And like, that's why you go to Chick-fil-A. And and then, you know, he went back into the player and the same kid did the same thing. And like, as a dad, I'm thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, really? Like, what am I going to do? But there was these emotions and My wife was kind of like laughing at herself, like really like sit down, like calm down. Like what, what? But before I knew it, I was like, that kid's a bully. I was like saying this out loud. Like that kid's a bully. He's a bully. And my wife's like, okay, like i will say he's a bully. And his parents were near and I was hoping that they heard that. That was my trigger, like justice, revenge. I'm not gonna mess with your kid. They arrest you for that, right? But it's your kid, do something. Bully, bully, you know, and this was like Chick fil A. Like, before I knew it, I was all fired up. And what I realized was there was like injustice done, and I wanted somebody to pay, and I wanted the parents to take care of it. And I was getting all fired up, and I realized, like, just for a second, like, wait a second, I'm, I'm showing my kids how to handle this. And I'm a grown man. And before I knew it, I was up, and I was all fired up, and I just thought, wow. I just, situation, it got me. And, you know, I laugh about it now, but in the moment it was like real and there's this kind of injustice was done and we got to figure out how to make this right. And I just showed my kids like, well, somebody's got to pay. And so as I'm thinking about it, I was like, you know, that's not really the best attitude, but it's kind of stemming from this idea that, you know, I just, I love it when things are equaled out. And what I've realized about this idea of, Of justice and and revenge it's like I want justice for people out there but for me I want mercy are you like me like justice is great unless you're the one that's done the wrong you're like no we don't want justice we want mercy we want grace or if it's somebody I love like maybe they don't deserve mercy let's just they didn't mean to do it you know, and so there's this part of like this idea of justice and revenge and everything where it doesn't really make sense. Some of the time I'm for it, some of the time I'm not for it. And movies are made about this and it, we can get all fired up. But this idea of justice and revenge is, is, very, is very dear to us. Now, in the movie, what's interesting is usually they work this all out in two hours. That's what makes a movie great. There's a problem, injustice is done, revenge is launched. And the problem is solved. Or if it's a big problem, they make part two, they make part three, they make part four, right? But the idea is still in that time frame, we are going to work this out. But in my own life, I realized that it's not near as easy. Because as you start to try to go the revenge route, or you try to kind of be the one that's making sure justice is happening, or you're trying to make right injustices it's something that it affects a lot of people. And you have to figure out why did people do what they did? Was it on purpose? Did they realize? Did they not realize? And I know for myself, just in my small family relationships, this thing goes on. And it's very difficult, and it's complex, and there's lots, lots of layers to it. And in movies, a lot of times, the whole God factor, it's, it's not factored in at all. There is no God, and so you want to get behind characters that take care of this because somebody needs to take care of it. And the characters, being a mixed bag, do it in a way that's good, do it in a way that's bad, and somehow it's a wash. Like, it all evens out. In kid movies, a lot of times you don't see revenge as much, but you do see, like, movie justice. The bad guy needs to get in trouble. And that's not bad, but even in kid movies, sometimes, okay, was the person who made the bad guy pay, is he good too? And you find yourself, you know, you run scenarios as you break it down, like, it doesn't all doesn't all equal out. But d- despite our approaches in life, we, we, we do want justice. But there's an issue with, with justice, and it's called the injustice gap. And I want to talk about that a little bit. And uh, there's been some books written about this idea of the injustice gap, and it's kind of uh, related to this idea of revenge and what tends to happen in all of us. And uh, there's uh, a man who was talking about this, and he said this about the injustice gap. He said, the injustice gap is the ongoing tally we keep that informs us of how fair or unfair the outcomes surrounding a transgression are. So, So something wrong has done, and in your head, you've got a tally of, okay, this was one wrong, now we need one right, and it evens out. Well, if this is two wrongs, but you only make one right, we're still, there's still a gap here, there's still a negative that you've got to pay back to make this right. And so in our head, we have tallies, and a lot of times we have tallies with all the relationships in our life. With our spouses, with our boss, with our friends, uh, the people, relatives, or our kids. And there's kind of this idea of, well, you did this, you said this, and that was wrong. So, how are you going to pay me back for that? And there's a gap that's created when, when injustice is done. And it's, it's really this idea of, of a debt. And it comes out like when, when you've done something wrong, there's this idea of you owe someone an apology, you owe them an apology. Why do you know an apology? Well, there's a debt because of something you've done, there's this gap that's created. And this idea of owing somebody an apology, like you could owe them an apology, but does that make the problem or the pain that was experienced go away? A lot of times, no. And that's why there's this gap that exists. Same if like a child's bike is stolen. The bike could be returned, but there's a part that was taken from the kid, this idea of safety or or well-being, and to think like this kid's bike was stolen. It may have been returned, but there's still this. This debt uh, that exists. And for all of us, we may have had different things taken from us because of choices that people have made. Not just physical things, but it could be the idea of your sense of self-worth. Just the way somebody's communicated to you, or the way they treated you as a kid or as an adult. There's this thing of, man, they, they did that and it, it's left some scars. And there's a gap there because of what they've done to you. Uh, it could be, you know, your, your idea of you wanted to spend time with this person that you really cared about, and because of different circumstances, that didn't get to happen. And you feel owed that time that you never had. You spend your life thinking, well, will I ever get that back? And sometimes you may never. And so there's there's a debt that's there. Uh, There's opportunities all in life that are missed, or there's problems that come, and there's this, this pain that we experience. And there's a gap that exists, especially as wrong is done to us or as we do wrong to others. And that's the injustice gap. And the relationship, uh, most of the time when these problems occur, when people do things to us and we do it to others, there's, there's hurt, there's anger. And as those things get inside of us, we resent the person. And as resentment sits over time, and as we look at the people that have done this to us, as we stew in the resentment, we stew in the resentment, we see this gap. And we think the only way to close the gap or to pay back the debt that was done wrong to me is, is I need revenge. There's something in us that we think revenge or doing to somebody what they did to us will somehow close the gap. The issue with the, the, the injustice gap or the problem is that revenge never fills the gap And if you take a step back and you look at this idea, it makes sense. But in the moment, like when I was in Chick-fil-A, all I'm thinking is somebody's got to pay for what just happened because that's not right. And I was standing and getting emotional because I'm thinking, well, something's got to happen. This idea of when wrong's done, another wrong needs to happen, and somehow that, that evens out. It doesn't work. But resentment and this idea of we are owed something From somebody because of what they've done it causes us to think and to do things in a way where we can spend our life and spin our wheels stewing over this past pain that could have happened years ago could have happened yesterday but it it really bothers us so we build movies and characters on this idea of getting even and revenge And some get even over small pain. Some get even over excruciating experiences. And sometimes the bigger it is, the more justified it seems. This idea of getting even, it's it's actually a a fallacy. Because paying back wrong with wrong, uh, you you can't get back what was taken from you. It feels good. like They paid. It feels good. But the gap still is not, not closed revenge does not close that gap and things that are taken you know as you experience relationships that are broken just because of past conflict divorce uh, being shut out of a certain group that you want to be a part of betrayal humiliation all these things you're going to have pain because of certain experiences the rest of your life that's very difficult to deal with it's it's just this, this kind of wedge in our heart where there's just this gap that we experience This idea of getting even and allowing resentment to cause us to act in a certain way, the gap is never closed. The debt is still there. So this idea of the Wolverine is kind of contingent upon this premise of how does he get back what was taken from him? And as you look in the scriptures, you realize that revenge is not the way that the debt is paid. Revenge is not the way that the gap is closed. And so I want to spend the rest of the message looking at what does God have to say about this idea of revenge and what do we do with our resentment? What do we do with the debt that is owed us? So I want to turn the corner a little bit. So what what do we do? Well, the the debts are real and they keep piling up and we can choose resentment or we could choose uh, a better way. And so I want to talk about God's perspective of that. His perspective is uh, forgiveness is the key to overcoming bitterness, and resentment. And I'm going to read through a passage that talks about this idea of why revenge doesn't work. And many passages in the Bible that I've read uh, a lot of times give me a perspective that's not natural to me. And that's what the Bible does. A lot of times it hits you with something that's counterintuitive because your emotions or your experiences tell you one thing And then the Bible comes and says, actually, what you're experiencing is and the feelings that you have and the emotions that are causing you to act a certain way, think a certain thing that actually may not be true. It actually may not be real. And more importantly, it may not be right. And this is one of those passages for me personally where I read it and I'm like, yeah, but but everything in me says make them pay. What you find is the Bible gives you different perspective and that's because life god's way a lot of times runs in a different direction than life my own way and god uses the bible to kind of show us the better way and so this is what it says in romans 12 this is kind of answering the question why doesn't revenge work this is what it says beginning in verse 17 repay no no one evil for evil but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all there's that repay, like that, that idea of revenge. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay," says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him; if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, or for, by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I don't know about you, but I've not seen many trailers about a movie that's like in a world with evil. Repay with good. Coming soon to a theater near... You know, guys were like, what? We want to see explosions. You know, we want to see just all kinds of... It's this idea of like overcome evil with good. It just... Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to us. Because we have experiences where, in the moment, that's not what we're thinking. At least I do. And so I want to break down this, this you know, each section here and kind of talk about it a little bit. So verse 17 and 18. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. There's a phrase here which is really helpful for me. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do. What I've experienced is when I experience something wrong done to me, oftentimes I'm not thinking I should think about what to do. I'm thinking, react, wrong, something wrong's happened, react, react, react. There's something in my, stand up, stand up, say bully, say bully, say bully, right? Right? I did not give thought on what to do. The injustice was real. There was a real problem, but I didn't give thought. And I'm supposed to give thought on two things. What's honorable and what causes peace. Very different tact when it comes to when something wrong happens. This idea of give thought don't react. Give thought. Think what's honorable. Think about peace. And if you think about honor, revenge, it, it doesn't bring honor. Many people out of revenge do things that they regret the rest of their life. And that's not just in a movie. This is, that's real. People do things in the midst of resentment and revenge that costs them dearly. And they experience that the rest of their life. And the idea of thinking honor is, how am I going to act or react in a way, and if you're a Christ follower, you're thinking, how am I going to act and react in a way that actually shows God is a factor in what I'm doing? That brings honor to Him. Because you're reacting and acting in a way that's in line with how He would. And then honor in terms of others. How am I going to bring honor to this person? How am I going to treat this person in a way that, that I have not, I'm not taking something from them? Because again, the gap grows and payback ensues. This idea of peace. When you repay evil for evil, there is no peace. Because if something wrong is done to you and then you do it to them, are they thinking, yeah, I deserved it. I did it to them. They did it to me. We're... No, usually it's they did it to you. You did it to them. And then... Well, I'm going to make you pay. This reminds me of, of prank wars. Like, okay, I grew up in college, and like, I was big into pranks. And then I got older, and I realized, like, pranks are actually no fun. Because at night, you, like, sleep with one eye open, thinking something's going to happen or someone's doing something nice to you, and you're like, there's something else going on here. And in a prank war, you don't want to lose, but at the same time, deep down, you're really stressed out, like, oh, I, I don't want really to do this anymore. It's like, no, it's not fun. But if I give in, like, they win, and I want them to win, but I, I don't want to lose. And, it's it, you know, people just pay back, pay back, pay back, and it's all fun. Like, ha, got you. And you're like, <laughs> I want this to stop. I can't keep this up. I want to go to bed. I need to, you know. Apparently, I've done pranks. I don't know if you guys have, but it's just, it's this idea. If there is no peace In revenge, when you're trying to do something to someone else, there is no peace because there's always payback waiting. There's always payback waiting. There's always payback waiting. And so the second part of this passage gives kind of this idea of why can you give thought to honor and peace? And verse 19 says this, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. This idea of giving thought and not paying back is not saying that the pain wasn't real. It's actually not saying that there is no problem. Nor is it saying you can ignore it like it doesn't exist. Cuz it may be an elephant in the room and it needs to be dealt with, but there's this thing of ultimately God's way and in his his territory is he settles the scores. He's God. He knows how to deal rightly with everyone involved. And he is the only one that can do that. Ultimately, he's the only one. It's his, it's his territory. It's his role. Uh, whenever we set our heart on being the one that's going to kind of figure out the justice and injustice done and figure out the revenge here and why resentment's okay here, we, we pursue something that, that leaves a destructive path and leaves kind of an emptiness over the course of a life that we don't want to do. This is God's territory. I will repay, says the Lord. I don't know if, if you're like me, but you hear that, and part of it's like, that's right. That's right, God. You need, to, you need to take care of that. And then I think again, like, I don't want justice as it comes to me. I want mercy. And that's the thing about God. This is his territory, but he also, in a way that we can't even comprehend, knows exactly how to be merciful and gracious, and just all at the same time. I don't know how to do that. My mind can't comprehend. I can't take all the situations, all the motives, because I don't know them. But God does. And he deals exactly in line based on who he is and what he wants accomplished out of this situation. So this passage is trusting that he's God, and there's no way I can figure out exactly how this all works. That's what this passage is talking about. And then verse 20 kind of goes even further, to the contrary. So it's kind of like, I know your mind's been blown right now, like this idea of you can't pay back, and you could see just this idea coming like, what, huh? And then it goes further. Even more, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil evil. Let's basically step out of the cycle of payback and look how you could bless the person you're relating to. Now, this doesn't mean that we just lie down and we let evildoers run over us. That's somehow, as I he- hear this, I'm like, okay, I guess I just will take it. No, we actually are a society and culture that there is a justice system. And people do need to be punished for the things that they do. But it's this idea of, we're not gonna play the role of revenge because of where that will lead us. Uh, It may mean you need to create boundaries and it may mean you need to stop injustice. It may mean you need to keep evildoers from taking advantage of others. But the response to that shouldn't flow out of revenge and trying to pay it back. It's actually out of a desire for good. Again, honor and peace. To do right in the eyes of everyone, uh, our focus as a Christ follower should be on doing what is right, not revenge. And it's hard in the moment because revenge—it feels good. There's this part where it kind of gets to your system where, like, all right, justice was done. Actually, I I can't fully understand how to make justice happen. It doesn't flow out of revenge paints this picture of do not be overcome by evil. And the picture here is like a tsunami. It's this idea of if you're being overcome by evil, it is everything in you, everything you're thinking about, everything that you're deciding to do is based on you want them to pay. And It's just this huge tidal wave that's going to just destroy. And oftentimes we think in terms of revenge, like it's going to mess up those that we're kind of putting it against it actually it begins to rot us so it's like the tsunami that's happening within us it destroys us from the inside out that's why it's god's territory not ours so when injustice is done the pain is real it's not ignoring that and the process of healing the process of overcoming that that could take years and years and years but forgiveness is the practical picture of overcoming evil with good. You forgive. Because there's no way through revenge that that gap, the injustice that was done can be filled. When you talk about forgiveness, I want to just to kind of get us on the same page of at least what forgiveness is not. Uh, forgiveness is not uh, approving of what they did. If You forgive, it. you're not approving it. It uh, doesn't mean you excuse what they did justify what they did, Uh, forgiveness is actually not reconciliation. There still might not be reconciliation. Forgiveness is not denying it, uh, forgetting it, uh, refusing to take the wrong seriously, pretending we are not hurt. Forgiveness is is none of those. And so I want to talk in terms of forgiveness and the injustice gap. So if that's not what it is, it's basically forgiveness isn't ignoring the wrong that was done. So what is it? Well, to forgive, I must identify the debt. You can only forgive the wrong if you know what the wrong was. How can you forgive something that you don't know? So you need to identify the debt, and there's a key question you have to ask. What do they owe me? As wrong is done, or there's this friction in a relationship, somebody close to you, and there's something there, there's a friction there's this awkwardness and you you don't know if it's by something they've done to you or you've done to them but you know something's not right. This is a good opportunity to kind of think well what is there a debt here is there a problem is there some sort of pain or a misunderstanding or what happened and so you need to take a step back what what do they owe me? For some of us this could be they messed with your kid at a Chick-fil-A but for some of us it, it could be deep hurt and deep pain. That's why it's so important to know forgiveness isn't acting like that's not real. But it's, it's actually thinking through what is it that they owe me? What did they do? You've got to identify that debt. and Forgiveness is, is realizing that, okay, this, this is what is done and I'm going to make this decision to forgive. Forgiveness is a decision plus it's a process. It's a process emotionally of dealing with the pain, of dealing with the hurt. And that's very real. But it is a decision that comes from identifying the wrong. So what do they owe me? When you identify the debt, you then need to cancel the debt. And that's, I decide that they do not owe me from now on. Maybe you've written it down. This is what they've done. This is what they owe you. Canceling the debt is saying that you release them from that. That's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. They don't owe me. and So I'm not going to spin my wheels, my emotions, my energies, my thoughts, thinking through how I can get them back for something that they've done. Do so you need to identify what do they owe? And then forgiveness is canceling it. I decide that they don't owe me from now on. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but it means that you are not looking for a payment from them to make it all right. That's what forgiveness is. And then finally, to forgive and to deal with the injustice gap means that I refuse to use the debt against them ever again. Whatever they did, you, you refuse to use it against them ever again. And this is the idea of I, I'm not going to pay them back for the harm done. You just decide I will not pay them back. Why? Because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We pay back for wrong, the gap grows. The relationships suffer more and more. We, we cancel the debt. We decide we're not going to use it again. There actually is hope. And it may not mean there is reconciliation depending on the relationship. There's an idea of you, you will not use it against them. This is very difficult for pain that's deep within us. I've experienced this myself with my biological father. There's a part, as you're dealing with thoughts and you're dealing with situations, there's a part where this wrong is done, and it's still there. And at any point, you kind of want to grab it, and you want to use it. You want to use it as ammo. Why you're thinking a certain thing, why you're acting a certain way, and we want to fight with it. But this idea of canceling, it, it's, it's not in your arsenal. You will not use it. And so, a grown man in Chick-fil-A saying, bully, bully, that was my weapon of choice. I wanted something to happen. I wanted some sort of payback. A lot of times it's not physical like the movies, but it's emotional. We want people to pay. And so we treat them a certain way. And they may not even know the wrong that they've done. But all of a sudden, the way you're treating them or the way I treat, you know, the people close to me, all of a sudden, like, what's going on? Well, three weeks ago, you said, you know, and all of a sudden whoa, there's something going on under the surface. This happens all the time in relationships. It does. They're messy. They're hard. But we got to be careful. As resentment gets in there, that's the time. That should trigger. Resentment should trigger there's something going on. They've done something, and you need to decide right there what you're going to do with that. Will it kind of be within you, and you're going to use it, and it's going to go to revenge, go to making them pay? Or you identify it and you choose to forgive them. So resentment should be the key. As that starts, you have to deal with where you're going to go with that. It's two choices either the revenge route, making them pay, whether it's emotionally, whether it's physically, whether it's cutting off the relationship, whatever it looks like, or forgiveness. And in closing, I just wanted to share the pattern set by Jesus because to me in my own life, sometimes there's a picture of like, well, It's actually, my life's not been that bad. And then there's other times like, man, why is this all this stuff happened to me? And depending on how I'm feeling, I, I either feel really good or really bad. And I'm just like this wave of experiences, of emotions, of relationships. And then Jesus came on earth and he lived this life. And as I look at the pattern of how he handled it, it kind of takes it to a new level of what a life yielded to God looks like. And I was thinking of the injustices done to Jesus Okay, he was somebody that didn't do any wrong. See, sometimes injustice is done to me because of the wrong I've done. Sometimes I need to pay for it. But Jesus, he did not treat anyone in a way where injustice was there. He lived a perfect life. He was fully man, he was fully God, but he lived a life completely yielded to God his Father. And I was thinking, you know, he was betrayed by his closest friends. Uh, he was humiliated. He was mocked. All, by, all the while by being completely innocent. He didn't cause anyone pain because of what he did, what he said, how he treated them. So he was treated a certain way, and he was murdered. So if you want to talk about injustice or payback, how different the story would be we took it our normal route. Well, Jesus would have every excuse to take people out. First Peter 2 says this, When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. He didn't pay him back. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. What a starking response. I mean, in, in, a, in a way, it, it blows my mind. It doesn't even make sense. Because part of it's like, okay, they hurled their insults and, you know, sticks and stones. You think to yourself, you have a category. Okay, they hurled their insults, sticks and stones and they break my bones, but, you know, your names will never hurt me, which is a complete falsehood, right? I've been called names and I'm like, man, sticks and stones will hurt, but that word, that kind of cut me deep, right? There's a part where I go, okay, say what you want. I'll take it. But then there's this idea of, they, then he was suffering. It wasn't just words and pain. He was suffering physically, emotionally. Everything in him was suffering, and he made no threats. I mean, I, I want to make threats all the time. Well, you just wait. Driving, you know, you cut off. There's that part of like, well, you cut me off, and I want to speed up. If my Toyota Corolla could just make it to 85, I could get in front of you. But most of the time, you're cut off by someone, boom, they're gone. And you're just like, oh. One day, I'll get you. You know, maybe that's just me. But uh, but he entrusted himself to the, the one who judges justly. Again, you see it. He, just, he wasn't neutral. He wasn't like, well, they're not that bad. They don't mean it. No, he entrusted himself to God. Again, it's his territory. Really, he entrusted himself to God, to, to God's plan for his life. He knew that the vengeance... The revenge, the payback, that was not the way of the life that God wanted for him. And In fact, in verse 24, it talks about, instead, he bore our sins on the tree. So There's this, this whole other layer of a life yielded to God where you realize that payback and revenge, it doesn't bring the honor God wants, the peace God wants us to have. There's something more that God has for us. There's a purpose He has for our life, and it never comes through the way of revenge. It will not get us there. Nothing like a light message just to close out the series, right? But when you look at it, this idea and this premise—it's in us all. Revenge is dear. Justice, we we want it, and it, justice. Don't hear me saying just—we don't need justice. We do. But oftentimes, when wrong's done to us, we, we kind of have our own renegade justice, and it never evens out. As they pay back, we pay back, and the cycle continues. So I, I just encourage you. There's some next steps that I want you to take. As the band comes out, as I close out the service, you could take some next steps related to, okay, how do we take this information and what do we do with it? how should I think differently or how should I act differently or how should I feel differently? Those are all some different ways you can take uh, the scriptures. But maybe there's just something that just stuck out to you. I encourage you on your outline, write write that thought down. There's something that you just stuck out to you and you think, I need to look at this more or I need to do something here. Here are some suggestions I have. If you take out your connection card that Matt had you fill out, uh, go ahead and pull that out on the back side uh, of the card. There's some next steps that you can take. Uh, The first one is, and uh, entrust myself to God with a pain I'm facing. So is there, just, is there something within you, a pain, a debt, that somebody owes you? And, and right now, you just, instead of getting on the cycle of making them pay within your head, or maybe even really doing it, you decide, I just need to entrust myself to God. See what flows from that. Uh, the second is, you might need to forgive someone from a past wrong or, a, or an injustice done to you. Again, it doesn't mean that you forget it happened. It may not mean that it's reconciled, but there's this thing of you identify the debt and you choose to cancel it. Maybe you need to do that. And then the, the rest, the Lord's Supper, uh, this, the Lord's Supper, is a key reason. This idea of payback, when you come to the Lord's Supper, as a Christ follower, you're basically saying, Lord, I show me anything I've done against you and forgive me of that. God, show me if there's anything I've done, a debt that I've incurred of some, you know, someone I've treated, or if there's someone that I feel like they owe me in forgiveness. This is what the Lord's Supper is about. It's, it's recognizing the forgiveness. And through Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made for us, he gives us a, a better way. So if you're interested in attending that and you're a Christ follower, sign up for that and then the meetups, you can do that as well. So let's pray together and then we're going to sing some praise back to God. Let's pray. God, thank you for the better way that you give us. And many times there's my way and then there's the better way and the better way is your way. And my way, most of the time, leads to uh, just emptiness or chasing after something that I thought I really wanted, and at the end realized that it, it's not. And so, God, in this idea of revenge and resentment and the things that are done to us, there is pain that we hardly can bear. All of us have it in different areas because of different things. And God, I know that you are a God who deals justly, but you also deal mercifully and with grace, and you actually take uh, us, uh, the good, the bad, the pain, the suffering, and you give us comfort that we cannot experience outside of you. And So I trust that no matter the pain that we have, you are a God that knows how to uh, accept us, help us, you provide the right people in our life to help us move from where we are to where we need to be. And so I trust you, knowing that in my head and in all of our heads, we don't know how to work all of this stuff out, as it deals with injustice and revenge and resentment. We don't know how to work it out, but Lord, you do. And so we trust you. And if there's anyone here that's dealing with something that they just, they don't know what to do, God, I pray that they will turn to you and realize that, that you care for them in a way that no one else that they've ever related to does. That's what makes you God, and so we we trust you, Lord, and we thank you uh, for the work that you do within us as you change us. Uh, In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we pray.